Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mothership? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. Welcome inside the PGP, the Permission Granted Podcast, the show about the show, the show within the show. We appreciate you being with us each and every week, even during quarantine. The PGP pushes on. You can download this on the normal DA show iTunes feed or Apple podcast feed or radio.com feed or anywhere else that you get your podcast, but it also has its own podcast feed. So however it is, wherever it is that you get your podcasts, simply search the DA show or permission granted and you'll find us there. The other day, Mraz, I had said something that I thought was complimentary to you and it created a bit of a hubbub in your household. And it was, we were bagging on Peter Schwartz for his tweet griping about how IHOP ruined Mother's Day by being 90 minutes late to make his pancakes. And I said, Ian, why can't you cook for your for your wife? I mean, even you, Mraz, you were cooking for like three moms I was. and wives on Sunday because I had seen the pictures of, of the big spread that you grilled and cooked for Sunday's dinner. But then, Danielle, your wife comes storming down oh. the stairs... Like a banshee. Yeah. And she starts yelling at you that you're misleading everybody, including me. And so what was what was the the end result, the aftermath of that? Well, so I don't even know if we're still in an understanding. Because I talked to her. I said, number one, don't come rumbling down the stairs. And if you're going to do it, you better be heard on the air to at least give us an epic fail out of it. Number two, mm. I organized her first ever Mother's Day brunch. I had asked Jess, I, I got to take off that Sunday. We had kept um, Taylor, obviously, you know, as socially distant as possible away from any family members. And, you know, we wanted the two grandmothers on their first Mother's Day to get a little closer to the baby. And, you know, everybody had been quarantined and such. So I said, okay, have your mother here. You can even have your aunt, your uncle here. We'll do it in the backyard no matter how heavy the winds are so we're not in the house try to be as safe as possible yeah i'm gonna organize the brunch don't worry about anything i order a, a bagel platter i order some quiches i uh i got some muffins in here that actually my mother-in-law made i, I took care of champagne orange juices mimosas i tried to do the whole nine you don't do anything i'll clean up everything okay. and then for dinner we're gonna go over to my parents house and i'm gonna grill everything i'm gonna cut my dad slack we'll, we'll do the whole cooking so i was cooking dinner 
And while I ordered some stuff for breakfast, there was different locations and coordinating. I thought that was still a lot of work that I put in. But she had a real issue that I, now I didn't cook breakfast, so how dare I attack Peter Schwartz? And because I had a – there was another part of this where my bagel order got messed up and I was angry about it, but I didn't let it ruin Mother's Day. And her biggest gripe was that we're being bullies again to Peter Schwartz and that I'm taking vows like I cooked some kind of grand breakfast, which is nonsense. Uh, the point still remains. I cooked dinner, but at least I coordinated, like, a nice concept for her Mother's Day. I didn't just pick up the phone 10 minutes before I wanted to eat go, Hey, I hope. Can I have a couple pancakes? No, there was some work put in. So, again, I don't know where I had an understanding, but I thought it was totally off base by her. Well, it seems like this might have been bubbling to the surface for a while. Does she yeah. think that you take bows, too many bows for things that you don't deserve bows for? I think what happened was when everybody went to leave, and by everybody, I mean, we're talking about six people, went to leave my house for brunch on Sunday. There was a lot of, Sean, thank you so much. Food was great. Bah, bah, bah. And I'm, hi, ah, anytime. You know, and she doesn't like when I become like the mayor center. And I think because it was Mother's Day, instead of a happy Mother's Day on the way out the door, nobody's really hugging and kissing each other. It became how great a breakfast I coordinated. And I think mm. that soured with her that mm-hmm. here I am now taking bows again on the radio where it was like, hey, why is the attention always on you? I get that all the time. You are the center of attention. I'm the backdrop. I'm Jordan in this house. She's Pippin. It, it's, <laughs> it's become, it's be, and you know, then you have to walk on eggshells. No, 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 no. You're Jordan. I'm Pippin. It becomes a whole thing. And now she knows what that means because we're watching the last dance. It's a whole thing. So I think then hearing us attack Schwartz for doing that and being yeah. angry, she had real issue because here I am acting like I'm, you know, Chef Boy RD in the morning. Now, you have also heard from others in your family, your inner circle, that we are unfair to Peter Schwartz. It happens all the time. Anytime we do a Schwartz takedown, it becomes somebody, whether it's my mom, whether it's Danielle, whether it's my mother-in-law, you guys aren't fair. And this is what happens. This PTA drives you nuts, too. People don't know Peter Schwartz like we know Peter Schwartz. And I think if you listen hardcore to the show every day, you have a feel for who Peter Schwartz is. But if you come in and out, and then you only hear where we're beating up on the guy, maybe you don't know him, you kind of think, oh, they're being mean to this guy again. It's all, it's just, it's a three-ring circus that never ends. We're not being bullies. At some point, enough's enough, DA. Him doing that thing with the tweet about IHOP, it wasn't making fun of him for being a bad dad or a bad husband. All it was laying out was it's another Schwartz gimmick where, like, the real problem here isn't what he's painting. It's, you know, look this way, but don't look the other way. We're always looking the other way. We see what's going on with Schwartz. So the Schwartz thing is is yet again, I don't know how he always wedges his way into this show, but over the weekend on Sunday, he had a very angry tweet at IHOP saying, you've ruined everything, you've ruined Mother's Day. You asked him what happened, and he said that they were 90 minutes late before they even started cooking the order that had been scheduled to be picked up, so... Let's just hypothetically say that he was going to pick up pancakes for his wife and the kids. He's got two boys at 10. Apparently at 1130, they just started to cook the pancakes. Okay, so this ruined, quote unquote, Mother's Day. But we know the bit. The bit is you only complain on Twitter when you're looking for something in return. And look, we have discussed this ad nauseum on this show. I had a really bad Delta flight, a really, really bad Delta situation when I was going down to Clemson last year for my college football road trip. Almost missed the game. I almost missed the game out of their own. It wasn't my fault. It was their fault. They had canceled flights. They had overbooked flights. They couldn't tell me where I could get on. They, 
it was a nightmare. And I said, I really debated, do I, do I say anything on social media or do I even send an email? Because sometimes you send an email, it goes to nobody who cares. Right. But if you do social media, they're a little bit more alert. And I was like, ah, you know, I just don't want to be that guy. So I did send an email and I just explained what had happened. But I never put it on Twitter, I don't think, because I just didn't think that that was the right thing to do. We know who does that. The people that do that are looking for the handouts. Right. And Schwartz does it constantly. Constantly. So, okay. If you Before you get to it, that's the bit, right? Because I had a problem with actually Delta as well once, and I tweeted at him, and I felt bad afterwards. Ended up getting, you know, I ended up getting taken care of on a flight. The point remains, I didn't, I have never done it since, and I kind of felt grimy about it after, because as bad as the situation was handled, I also kind of felt like, what am I doing here? Publicly, people are seeing me gripe. I'm never the guy who really wants to write an email or stuff like that. But again, if if you have really heat your peak of, this was a real problem, this wasn't my fault, and you're going to send out a tweet or write an email, I really don't have an issue with that, because everybody's got a breaking point with, the, with a company and the way it was handled. The bit, and as you're going to get to, and what you just alluded to, is it's every week there's something where Schwartz has to include some company's Twitter handle with the end game of give me something for free. So how could you even take him at his word that it was that bad a catastrophe? And by him hashtagging Mother's Day and, and talking about disgrace and all of this, he really like makes IHOP seem like they are the worst restaurant on the face of the earth. And if you were that angry, as I said on the show, you would never go back there when in reality you know he wants to give Cardin to run back there next week. And that's the thing. If this was a one-time hit job because he was really, really frustrated, you could understand. He's looking for gifties every week from somebody on Twitter. He's looking for a free handout everywhere. Tickets, free balls, free hockey equipment, free sporting goods, free pancakes, free jerseys. Free XFL jerseys, free pizza at the pregame show for NFL on Fox. It doesn't matter. He's always looking for the freebie, and that's all that this was. We know that. So I'm just surprised. It's one thing when, you know, Schwartz posts a lot of pictures of his kids on Facebook, and we go, oh, my gosh, how many pictures can we see? But, okay, I can understand your your wife or your mother-in-law or your mom saying, hey, you know, give him a break. He loves his family. That's fine. But do they know that what he's doing here is absolutely viciously going after, I'm guessing, a company that is really stretched thin right now right. in terms of making pancakes on the most popular day to get pancakes? Does Do they realize that he's kind of out of line by going yeah. after them on social media and also – very transparently trying to get the gift card. They don't. And, and I, I think it should be pointed out here that we talk about being stretched thin. Now, it doesn't mean because companies are stretched thin they have carte blanche. Is that the word? That's right, carte blanche. Okay, carte blanche to just screw up everybody's order at every turn. And I'm sure they're not. But at the same time, there's a couple factors here at play that, like, I understand, okay, you guys waited an hour and a half, you're frustrated, you wanted your breakfast, it's a bad start to the day. Deep breath and also understand this isn't a normal Mother's Day. They're not having uh, people dine in the restaurant. They can only do takeout. As you said, everything was stretched thin. But also I think another part of this is I, I do think Schwartz's lack of planning hurt him. Is there any doubt 
that Schwartz on Thursday didn't pick up the phone and call IHOP and say, hey, I know Sunday morning could be a busy morning for you. Can I place an order ahead, some kind of catering order? This is what I'm going to do. Because I know, like, the places I ordered from, I ordered on Thursday, DA, knowing, like, hey, I don't want to get caught up bad in a time trap. My guess is they probably had a lot of pre-orders, all this stuff going on, and there's Schwartz. He wants breakfast at 10, and he calls at 9.45 to say, this is what I need. And, or, you know, okay, and then maybe they tell him to go online, and it's some kind of pickup time, and then it's not ready. And then he wants to go crazy. Like, I, I think if Schwartz prepared himself a little more and, you know, it was days in advance and they totally screwed him up, he'd have, again, more ground to stand on. But, Schwartz, it's Mother's Day. You had this idea to go to IHOP. Obviously, a million other people did as well. It's not like, I mean, relax. And also, when you publicly complain about that on a normal day, it's one thing. On Mother's Day, a day signified where kids wake up and they, like you pointed out, make the stupid hearts with the uh, with the biscuits. Or, you know, pull your mom a bowl of cereal. Maybe you put an English muffin in the toaster. And it's like a mom's heart melts because their kid tried to do something for them. You can't then fight everybody on Twitter <laughs> who comes at you and says, well, why didn't you or your son's cook? And then you go, we don't know how to cook. You don't, like, you don't have to be Emerald Lagasse yelling bang into the frying pan as you're making Eggs Benedict. Like, and I, I know Schwartz, she's a nice lady. I'm sure she would have been more than happy if the kids rolled up there with some cornflakes or something in a bowl and milk. Like, anybody could cook that, Schwartz. That's not an excuse. I'm sorry. And then, the only way you get away with that is by saying, well, we have a nice dinner plan. I wanted to order out for breakfast. His retort to that was, we have Chinese coming for dinner. And again, these aren't special items, DA. These are like the Schwartz handbook on a Sunday is I have for breakfast. Mother's Day dinner is Chinese, so he didn't even try to think out the outside the box and do anything special. There's so many things wrong with this. Well, and the biggest the biggest fire alarm that this was a different kind of mistake by Pete was that he eventually had to take down the tweet. He never takes okay. down the tweets, but he took down the tweet because he got such a blowback from people saying, "What are you doing?" I have minor breaking news on that. Okay. Minor breaking news. I'll uh-huh. break on the PGP. Okay. So. <laughs> This on uh, we're taping this on Tuesday. So Tuesday morning show, you actually in the first six minutes said, if there's any more news on Peter Schwartz, we'll get into that as well. Which you know I think came before we mentioned anything about the MLB Players uh, Association talking about this, which shows where our heads are at. But so I, I went and I said, you know what? It's a bad job by me. Nothing about Schwartz piqued my interest yesterday on Twitter. So I went to scroll through his Twitter timeline. And let me just say this: as I'm scrolling to see where we would eventually get to that point in time. Schwartz has been doing a thing on Twitter every day where he posts a ticket stub during the quarantine to talk about how much he misses yeah. sports. Yeah. Yesterday, he posted DA six different ticket stubs where normally it's been one ticket stub a day, almost like he wanted to bury his timeline. I said, this is unusual. I've been following. Huh. Schwartz has been posting six a day. So I got down, and sure enough, wouldn't you know it, the tweet from IHOP is still there. Oh. But. He did not take it down. He did not. But I don't know how this is even possible, and maybe this goes hand in hand with me complaining about TikTok. When I clicked on said tweet, it said uh, the item you're looking for is not available. It's almost as if he turned off uh, responses replies or responses. Is that possible on Twitter? I don't know, but maybe. So that, anyway, that was what it appeared Did to Did it say like, this tweet is unavailable? It was something to that elk, but then when I would click back, I'd be like, okay, so now it's going to delete from the timeline. I went on my desktop after this, during the show. Oh, I wow. Went, I went on my Twitter app, and I have a Tweetcaster app. So I went to three different ways of this to make sure, you know, sometimes whatever, it just doesn't refresh on your phone. No, no, no. The tweet was there on all three of the avenues I went, but I was unable to respond or see any responses to it, which, again, 
means he took some kind of time. The man can't learn how to cook, but some kind of time to figure out how to leave this tweet so IHOP still sees it because they haven't responded or maybe tried to ah. DM him. But he turned off people like me or whoever else being able to hammer him for it, which I found wow. fascinating. So he left it up there so that IHOP still sees it and can respond for a free gift card, but he right. wanted to turn off responses to it so that he couldn't get hammered on it. Because he was getting crushed on it. So, again, there might be some people listening going, you can't do that on Twitter, or obviously you can. I'm telling you what the proof is. I'm telling you what happened to me today as I went through this timeline. That is minor breaking news. Yeah, I think I think it's fair because we – and I want to be transparent because we're saying he took it down. Well, technically he didn't take it down. We just can't respond to it, which I find fascinating. Or maybe you could block certain users from viewing certain tweets. Whatever he did, there's something going on. It's such a Schwartz playbook. It's the ultimate Schwartz playbook. It's mind It is complain about service to get the next free meal. He does this constantly. It's the most predictable play in the playbook. Right. Look, you want a good clue on somebody who takes advantage of too many free gift cards? Look at who follows him. If they have more than three fast food restaurants or restaurants in there, <laughs> people who follow them, they've been interacting with them way too much for coupons. And Schwartz has about 15 of them. I mean... Well, Schwartz and, now infamously also would drive halfway across the Tri-State area to go right. to Fox NFL pregame for a Thursday night because they serve free pizza. He also infamously tweeted at XFL that his kids would look great in the league catalog, clearly fishing for free merch. Right. He's a guy that has shown up to Islander skate around and taken a puck home because it quote-unquote right. landed on his foot. He's a guy that has tweeted out pictures and posted pictures of his kids taking home four to five lacrosse balls from a minor league lacrosse event. I mean, his whole life is dedicated online to showing everybody how much free stuff he can get. Which brings me to my next point, D.A., and I think this is just going to further the Schwartz story as we've learned a lot in our media careers, how to further a story along. Uh In scrolling through his timeline, and something that keeps popping up numerous times, last week he was mentioned in the New York Post mailbag with Andrew Marchand (laughs) writing because he's asking questions. (laughs) And anybody who keeps uh, mentioning stuff about sports resuming, like people that are important, not you, me, not Peter Schwartz, (laughs) he has the same response about – why can't they let X number of fans in if the players are allowed? Like, he still hasn't gotten this no fan thing down. Mm-hmm. But what he's really trying to hammer home here is that he wants to be able to enter a stadium this summer. So I, it's one of two things. Either he's itching to get more free balls, or do you think part of Peter Schwartz right now in the plan and the mad scientist that he is feels as if people will be scared to return to games at first, so tickets now will either be cheaper or easily attained by free, and he wants to be out ahead of this, that he is not scared to attend games and hammer home, hey, I'll be a volunteer guinea pig of one of the first hundred fans to be in a game. Like, there's something there with Schwartz where he wants it known to all these people, I want in on going to these games. I think it's the latter. I I don't think he's just feverishly needing to get to a sporting event. I mean, there might be part of that, but... I think mostly it's, as you said, he's positioning himself as a frontline fan looking to get the freebies that are going to be out there because maybe teams need to try to rally certain fans to come. Right. Maybe teams are looking to specifically fans that, for whatever reason, they they know are confident going to the ballpark that aren't hesitant. Right. 
I got. I mean, his entire life is built around free tickets. Well, that's that's what I'm so saying. So how could it not be another tool to get free tickets? And that's the thing. When he's responding to these tweets, he's getting caught up in a lot of like the political storms that you've seen all over social media. Should we reopen? Should we reopen? But with Schwartz, there's no political agenda. I mean, the guy may not have voted in a presidential election ever. Like that. That's not what it's about for him. Mm-hmm. It's all about his what he can attain for free. And I I truthfully believe, after reading this, like Peter (laughs) Schwartz believes, hey, if the Yankees see this and I'm a Yankee fan, heck, my kids are Met fans, like they're going to need people to walk through those gates first at some point. And I want to keep making it publicly known to anybody that will write about me saying I'm the one willing to go to games. I want my name in the paper. And then maybe then that will lead to free tickets. Like it's, it's now it's an elaborate plan. It's not a pick up the phone call and I get Billy Joel tickets tomorrow. He's setting the stage. It's a sickness. It's It's a sickness. It's disgusting. It's clearly a sickness. It's a You've pointed this out. It's a game. How many free things can he get? By by manipulating scenarios. Right. Right. And if I can, because I can't not end this Peter Schwartz chapter without bringing this up again, too. You really got me. I want because I this is how much I've thought about this the last two days. Something I said on the show, I just want to bring point back again, because I don't think we really were able to delve into it. Maybe it was brushed off and maybe you didn't find it all that interesting. IDA still think while the free IHOP gift card that he ultimately wanted um that was his main play. I still think what really bothered him the most wasn't the delay. I really think what bothered him the most is that this dipped into lunchtime, and it was Mother's Day lunch that was ruined, not Mother's Day breakfast, because he's openly admitting he's not cooking. He wasn't going to throw some burgers on the girl to get by with lunch. He's upset because I guarantee Cheryl said, well, now that we had breakfast at 1130, we're not getting Wendy's at noon. And I think that bothered him. I really do. Like, you guys, are, you're laughing right now. That, that stuck with me. I said, think about the timing he's giving you here. This is why he's upset. Because he had a whole day of fast food meals prepared for his wife, and she's exonated lunch, and that's what really bothered him. Really bothered him. Because then it backs up everything else. Because he had he had IHOP scheduled for 9.30, he had Wendy's at 12.30, and he had Chinese at 6. Exactly. So once IHOP now becomes noon... And, you know, Cheryl can kind of like adjusting the MLB schedule here, move up Chinese, <laughs> move up Chinese to five. We're eliminating a meal. It's like, you know, unfortunately, people getting laid off. Wendy's as a lunch item got laid off from the Mother's Day menu. And that bothered Schwartz because Schwartz, you know, it's like a sickness in his head. He's got to have the three fast food meals because, like, when there's a holiday in the Schwartz house, it, it's not about the meaning of the holiday. It's what are we eating when? And no lunch meant, are you kidding me? I had this whole day plan where I needed to have IHOP and I needed to have Wendy's. And then I needed to have Chinese food. And now I can't have Wendy's for lunch. I mean, because IHOP screwed it up. And if IHOP, you know, it didn't take an hour and a half to the pancakes, then I could still buy Asiago chicken sandwich and my Big Mac. And blah, blah, blah. That's what happened with Schwartz. <laughs> I love it because you get as fired up about Schwartz as you do about, like, Ben McAdoo or Dave Gettleman. <laughs> Because they all annoy me. It just annoys me. And, again, I'm not absolved from this. I've done some fat things and some shameful <laughs> things. But at least I accept that I can laugh off when they come at me. I don't get defensive and shut off notifications on a tweet because <laughs> I don't want to hear it. Okay. I knew that the Schwartz saga would would not come to a brief end on the show. I knew there had to be a deeper dive into that on the PGP. So that's where you have it right now. Moraz and Bogushev side B coming up now. Welcome inside Side B. This is Mraz, host of Side B, and the executive producer of the DA Show, joined by my esteemed colleague, Andrew Bogish. 
Bogey, I sound a little flat. It's because two seconds earlier I had the best intro imaginable with all this fire, and Connor Green, so worried about more murder hornets battling praying mantis, totally screwed me by not hitting the record button. So how you know, you? Connor is in danger of becoming his own murder hornet because he has been fantastic at filling in for Pete, for you, for whomever, especially on Trash Tuesday. I mean, he's earned a regular spot on Trash Tuesday, whether he's technically working with us or not. I agree. But he's got to be careful that he doesn't become, you know, too cool for school here and overstay his welcome and all of a sudden have all of this notoriety and fame and support turn in to backlash. Because you know this, we like to build people up and then tear them down. And Connor's got to walk that tightrope right now. Well, you know, good point. Connor, if you were still listening on the other end, I'd like to put your mic on here for a second. We're going we're gonna to bring you in here real quick. Connor, is success getting to your own head as you have really stepped up during this pandemic? I think that might be what happened. I think I made one epic fail, and now I'm not pressing the record button. You know, everything's going badly. You have a great intro, and I blow it. So I think maybe... It's getting to my head maybe a little bit too much. So to take you behind the scenes and bogus, you may not be aware of this as well. I am still editing the epic fail from home because, you know, heaven forbid Bilotti lift an extra finger. That's not mm-hmm. going to happen here during these times. Or any but finger, I, let alone an extra finger. <laughs> right, right. As a matter of fact, uh, Pete has now delegated sound check to the likes of Connor, something Pete was doing. But neither here nor there. Hmm. I, I, during every show, am in contact with Connor Green via text message about what I will need emailed to me for me to cut up and put an epic fail. And then I piece together the epic fail like I normally would during the studio during normal times but this time i email it back to a connor and a pete so it's uh, you know we're all over the place we're all bouncing it all over the cloud and on tuesday's show connor green's trash tuesday made the epic fail bogus as you know right he was very funny very articulate i actually look forward to connor's trash tuesdays but when i texted connor that that would be the fail i needed sent i mean you could tell it was an extra giddy up in his step usually i just get a simple okay it was ha ha okay like he was like yes i made it i'm feeling my oats now Connor, did you get a little arrogance when I asked for your situation for Trish Tuesday to be emailed as the fail? Yeah, I thought it was pretty cool because, I mean, that's never happened to me before where I was actually a part of an epic fail. Like, I've done some epic fails, but I've never actually been in the epic fail. So I thought it was cool, but I have to be careful because I think what Bogus is saying is right. I could end up becoming the murder hornet, hubris, <laughs> yeah. and I get too full of myself. And then the praying mantis comes and kicks my ass. So I'm a little bit worried that that might happen. Well, in, okay. in the meantime, let me ask you this, Connor, because Sean and I are old guys. We've been out of the game for a long time. Let's assume that quarantine is lifted. You could be out and about doing whatever young kids do these days for fun. Would there be a lot of cachet for you, say, in a bar if you were the guy from Trash Tuesday, the guy from the Epic Fail? Like, do girls think that's cool or... Does your, does your importance really only end in our little world? I think it might end in our little world because I don't know if sports talk radio is listened to by a ton of women. Okay. So, like, maybe their dads would listen to it, and then I could be like, oh, your dad, it's like, a, you know, he, he loves me. But right. I don't think the girls themselves would really be too interested in what I have to say about murder hornets. That's it's too the, bad. It's the famous line in the bar bogus that every sports radio uh, talent will say if they're in their 20s, you don't know me, but your dad does. That's what <laughs> yeah. you would tell. Right. <laughs> you would tell any female you came into contact with. Well, Connor, I did want to bring back, you're in here now, you're, we're, we're invested with Connor Green on a whim. So I much better want, than Pete, by the way. I mean, <laughs> he's, he's bringing the heat. 
Connor, I did find it interesting today. You sent the epic fail chunk to me. Now, bogus. So when he sends the epic fail usually to me, what I'll I'll get is I'll say, hey, I need so-and-so moment from the show. Inevitably, I'll get like a seven-minute chunk that I got to kind of comb through and, and get it down to two minutes and insert some drops. I asked Connor for his moment today. Connor sent me like the perfectly <laughs> minute 20. Like it starts with Connor talking. It ends with our final breakdown of it. There was nothing like he didn't just grab eight minutes and say, hey, find Connor. It was like because Connor was involved in a bogus, he couldn't have sent me a more perfectly timed fail. And <laughs> and Connor, I have to ask, like, well, how did that happen? Is it because you are saving your own like fails with DA Bill in your own role? Like, for no, because normally the epic fail discussion is like sometimes five to ten minutes long. So like instead of me just sending you what I think the exact like two and a half minutes should be, I'll send you the full chunk and then kind of let you figure out what you want to do with it. This uh-huh. one was only like a minute and thirty huh. seconds, so I could just send you the full clip. Instead of like sending you the whole chunk of the segment. Interesting. I don't know, Bogus. I think I think Connor's clipping his own stuff here, and he <laughs> he had that basically saved an hour ago. Went well. This is easy enough to grab it. I've already saved it in my folder. Right. It was already from my own personal archives, but now I'll share it with Sean for the, the epic fail. I don't know. Yeah, maybe I need to go back to my original point here because Connor's been impressive since we we put him on the mic. Maybe he's the praying mantis. Maybe he's <laughs> the one walking around eating murder hornets and keeping the rest of us safe. I think that's a per- that's perfectly understandable. So now there's two things I want to get to before we wrap side B here, gentlemen. Number one, Bogus, and I'm sure you'd love to hear this. Connor, since you're here, I didn't plan on asking this because me and Bogus don't know. You have physically been around and seen Pete the Body. Where Bogus and I doing this from our new home studio setups that we have, we have not. We deal with Pete down the line. You know, we check in with Pete, text him, talk to him down the line, all of it. You are physically seeing Pete every day in his grumblings that he has to be in there and everything. <laughs> Is a Pete less grumpy to everybody who's having to show up to work, or does he seem more on edge because he's there? I think he's less grumpy. I think he's grumpy that he has to be there, but he's not grumpy with the guys that are actually here. Okay. And he's really okay until it gets to, like, the end of the first hour or somewhere around there where he knows he needs DA to do a read or he needs <laughs> you guys to go to break to get to that last segment. I think that's what really annoys him more than anything else. Because yesterday we saw where I didn't really, like, get in there and tell you guys to break. And then we had, like, a 32-second segment or something crazy. So listeners may not have noticed this, or they did, on Monday's show. And, Bogus, were you down the line when this happened towards the end of the the second hour, I think it was? I was was listening, yes. Okay, so... Might have been the second hour or the first hour. I even forget. The, it was the Schwartz topic, which is going to tie into our next part here. Right. We were hammering Peter Schwartz. It got to the point where I looked at my own clock and said, oh, boy. I, Connor, <laughs> Connor hasn't gotten in my ear. Pete, the body's off. I said, we got a break. So I threw up like a T sign through our Zoom or whatever we're using. And, and Connor just wrote break very calmly. Pete, when he tells us to break, listeners, I'm telling you guys this now, he will write in all caps. He will get in all our ears. He'll basically be yelling at us. We need to break. We need to break. He can even make my phone vibrate harder than a regular text. <laughs> right. To get the point across. <laughs> He's got superhero powers. Connor was just nonchalant, like, ah, whenever you guys want to break, you break. We don't hit it. We don't hit it. I was like, whenever you can, you know, just get right. to it. So this caused us, we bumped back for our last segment of that hour. And we have a hard break time, which with about five minutes to go in each hour, that like every network picks up. Like you have, there's no way to do it. It automatically fires. The bed that signals we need to go to break starts playing basically as we rejoin. And it is officially the shortest segment in DA show history. And it happened because Pete was off. And if Pete was there, he would have had an aneurysm. Like Pete's week would have been ruined if we did that while he was on. Would you say that, Bogus? His week would have been ruined? 100%. Now, I want to ask, though, did did anyone get an email yesterday or a complaint or a phone call saying, hey, what happened to that segment? 
Nope, I did of not. Course. Connor, did you? I did not either. Okay. okay. Just so, checking. Yeah. So nobody cared. All right, yep. now real quickly, boys, I know Bogus has work to do. Connor, I guess you have work to do. I'm done for the day. But I just need to get all you guys' quick takes because DA and I just broke this down in side A. Your biggest egregious problem with the Peter Schwartz IHOP tweet, Connor Green, yours? I think it's that we're in the middle of this pandemic, a middle of a crisis, and it looks to me, and I think you're right, that he's trying to get like a free coupon or some free money or some free food from IHOP when they're probably all, and I'm not saying IHOP's like a small business, but that local IHOP's probably not doing its best business right now. And the fact that he's on Twitter trying to get free stuff at this point in time is a little bit ridiculous during a pandemic. I would agree. Bogish, we turn to you. So in, in general, the idea that the, the messed up IHOP breakfast ruining the rest of Mother Day, Mother's Day is really hard to like wrap my head around. But like specifically, I had... Not a similar issue, but Sunday for Mother's Day, I was I made I was gonna make dinner. That was like my big thing. So in the morning, I ordered a bunch of like gourmet fancy donuts for the family, like just for something in the morning to start the day. I went to pick it up, and their delivery, like their handoff thing at their door, was a disaster. I mean, it just like I was looking at it; it was so logistically bad. I could have fixed it in two seconds, <laughs> and I was there like probably an extra twenty minutes longer than I had to be. And I came home and I said to my wife, like, I kind of want to write an email to the guy, like to be like, because it's a local business, like we've been there before, just because I would want to know if I was him, like the guys outside are not doing things correctly and you're going to have people get, get angry at you. So like maybe fix it, like trying to be a good customer. But I said, you know what, no matter what I do, I'm going to sound like a jerk. I'm just going to yes. leave it alone and move on. But I would have never considered like tweeting about it to embarrass this company, which was open on Mother's Day, making donuts for me to sit down at my house and eat. So the fact that he went online like that to shame people into giving him something is just ridiculous. I would agree with that. I would also say IHOP probably benefited from this era because now we have talked about it at length for two days. Well, and I went on their menu the other day. I want some of their pancakes. I want a Mexican churro full stack right now. (laughs) It might lead to IHOP getting more business, which is just the ultimate irony. And as I hammered home inside A with DA, guys, my biggest issue with this is that we are burying the factor here. He's not upset that it took an hour and a half for his pancakes to come. He's upset that the hour and a half caused lunch to be canceled and that he couldn't go to a drive-thru. There's no doubt out in my mind because all we heard was was for breakfast and dinner lunch got bagged and that's what bothered Schwartz the most I think to me uh all right boys was a nice little three it all started with Connor making a little error here a couple minutes ago but we got a little threesome in here on Connor so good look at that all right Connor why don't you give your Twitter handle for the boys at Connor underscore green 51 you got a lot of hot snarky pandemic takes from Connor there uh (laughs) that I have I've certainly enjoyed uh you can follow Andrew Bogish and his donut trilogies at Andrew Bogish. And you can follow me at CBS. Boys, take care. Everyone have a good week. And that is the Permission Greater Podcast. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.